0: Organizational leadership, leading organizations to success is a skill many leaders lack, especially in today's time of transition. If leaders are not able to adapt, innovate, and connect their companies to the changing times, then those companies will not be in business for long. However, we do have a guest today who's going to talk about how you can lead your organization to success. Let's talk about it.
1: When you're rowing together, you have to row together. And that is a vivid picture of alignment, right? We, the more aligned we are, the better we are rowing together, right? The more we can achieve and, and achieve it effectively and efficiently.
0: Greetings, leaders, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Leadership is Podcast. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. This is season two, episode 13, with my special guest, John Reardon. For over 30 years, John has been committed to challenging people and organizations to reach their full capacity, first as a leadership program founder and director in East Africa, and now as an organization and leadership development consultant. He has consulted with a broad range of federal, private sector, and nonprofit organizations, conducting hundreds of planning, team building, and training workshops, ranging from large conferences to small intact teams. Welcome, John.
1: Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. It's great to be here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So besides the, um, you know what I read there from your short bio. Uh, you know, tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Well, I I like to say I uh, I love helping leaders and teams expand their capacity to achieve meaningful results. So um, you know, it's interesting. I talk a lot about alignment uh, with leaders, with individuals, and I do a lot of individual coaching. And the idea of finding something that you're passionate about that you can um that that drives you you know that that charges your battery to support folks to to expand their capacity and you know be the leaders they can be
0: what is your definition of leadership
1: yeah uh, there's one word influence yeah leadership yeah. is influence now you know you can add adjectives is it is it effective leadership is it beneficial leadership is it you know is it efficient leadership is it but but if if you say but just the word leadership, it's influence, influencing others, influencing others in a particular direction. Really, for me,
0: just bo- over all these years, it boils down to that word influence. So, um, with that being said, going back to your work in Africa, did you see much um, leadership potential there? What what mm. what? Uh, how did you see? the leadership potential there and is there or was there a difference in the leadership potential that you've seen there um, versus uh, here in the States? Hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting question. The add on there, um, the opportunity for young people to learn and lead um, has been tremendous. Now, you know, the, the challenges are consummate. I mean, they are still tremendous and overwhelming. But but these young people coming in with such a hunger and a, um, a drive, I mean, I can't even <laughs> get me started. I'll talk all day. Their, their drive and determination um, to to live and to create something, to do something with their lives and to have an influence and to have an impact. I mean, you're talking hungry in all capitals, like literally and, and metaphorically. And um, yeah, so that was, it, we came in at a time when we were able to bring um, some ideas into that context and they just ran at it. I mean, it was incredible. Here, you know, it's interesting because then I think about, and I'm kind of more focusing on youth, but I think it's true of all of us too, as adults, you know, we're comfortable. You know, we, we talk about our problems. There's some great stuff out there about first world problems, you know, first world problems. My Wi-Fi won't reach to the third floor of my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my third car is in the shop. Oh, yeah. what am I going to do? I have to drive the other, you know, first world problems. I mean, we talk a lot with our kids, you know, like, which swimming pool, where are we going to go to? Yeah. First world problems. Yeah. yeah. You know. When you're talking about people who who are living in conditions and challenges and they step up and grab and go after, you know, there is a hunger and a drive there that that we can learn a lot from here when we're as comfortable as we are.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. So you being one who um, are leading organizations to success, and that's really the, (laughs) the title of today's podcast with you as our guest. You know, why is organizational leadership so important?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, to me, there are a few roles uh, for leaders. And if you don't, it, it, I like to say it's a lot like love. You know it when it's there and you know it when it's not, right? <laughs> it's it's yeah, sometimes hard yeah. to put your finger on it, but boy, it's pretty obvious at the same time. And I'd say that the three kind of elements that I like to speak to in terms of what leaders do, that if it's not there, right, you can feel it. And if it is there, you can feel it. Engage, inspire and align. So engaging others. Again, I don't care if you're in charge, right? I don't care if you're the captain or if you're the, the president or you're the, you know, the CEO. it doesn't matter. You have an opportunity to, to wake up and look around and engage other people right? In something. Now, again, back to your own core personal values and your own drive. If I'm in the wrong place, then I'm really not very motivated to engage others. But if I'm in the right place, doing something I believe in, then I want to hopefully, right, reach out and engage others in that effort to enroll them. And then inspire, similarly, but to tap into what drives others, right? What motivates them help them discover their own motivations so yeah. that they can get involved in something that they see is meaningful. And then aligning is the more of the practical side of, you know, I love the metaphor my um, wife uh, does uh, rowing. You have to row together. <laughs> it's not an option, right? right. Of, we talk about teamwork and a lot of sport metaphors and everything. it's like, well, yeah, we try to work as a team. Well, when you're rowing together, you have to row together and that is a vivid picture of alignment right we the more aligned we are the better we are rowing together right the more we can achieve and, and achieve it effectively and efficiently
0: yeah 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 that's a that's a great perspective there man that is um that's <laughs> you say i i like the way that you said that what leaders do which is engage inspire and align and hmm. so How do you develop uh, next generation leaders? Like there's so much research that's out there that talks about how companies don't have a bench or a leadership bench and, you know, or they're a succession plan. So how do you, uh, you know, as an organizational leadership consultant, help uh, companies and organizations develop next generation leaders? Well, I, I play the long game and my my favorite
1: client groups are the ones are, are those that are willing to play the long game. And what I mean by that is the short game is we need to take these employees and we need to give them specific tools and train them so that they can take this next spot, right? We need to take this I don't know, junior varsity uh uh, uh um whatever basketball player and get get her ready to be on the varsity, right? In this particular position in this, on this basketball team. Well, time out. Have you even asked this junior varsity basketball player, if she even wants to play on the varsity team uh-huh. is, is, should she be a basketball player? Maybe she's better designed to play softball or right. Or play soccer. Like ha, have you even had that conversation? Yeah. But no, no, I don't have time for that. I need my next Player and Lavarce, and she's it, and so she's gonna go. Well, I'm not interested in her. I'm just trying to fill a position. Right. So I'm not really I'm, not, I'm developing machines to fill a slot. Now I get that, and it's obvious there are short-term needs, but in the long game, are you in the right place? Is this the place where you want to invest? And let's find that out. And if so, what position is best for you? What sport, which role, what right, what function? What are your strengths? How can we put you into a role in a direction that is going to be fulfilling for you and really going to bring out your best so that you're fitting people in, in the way that they can be themselves uh, with more skill and be more fulfilled in the long run. Now, you may lose some people, right? I know we're doing the right thing when one or two members of a leadership development cohort will raise their hand and say, I'm in the wrong place. I need to find a different job. (laughs) This company isn't the right company for me. Amen. Amen. That means we're asking the right questions, right?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Because you don't want to develop, quote unquote, someone and invest in them. And then five years down the road, realize they're in the wrong place. You want to have that conversation, excuse me, have that conversation early. And so that, that's a long, what I'm talking about, like a long game mentality.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's absolutely correct. Um, as, as it relates to that, what Gallup, um, a book that I read by Jim Clifton and Jim Harder called this, The Manager states that. You know, companies promote the wrong talent match into mm-hmm. these positions 82% yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is, you know, it, it produces uh 80% of employee turnover comes as a result mm-hmm. of bad hiring mm-hmm. decisions, you know,
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and the financial cost is, uh, of a yep. bad hire exceeds two times the salary of that, yeah. uh, yeah. position. So yeah, that's very important. Very important. Yeah. 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 Um, so if you can, can you give us three uh, our audience three leadership tips? You know, for emerging yeah. leaders or even challenge leaders. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about this, and I and they're related to each other, and it still it boils back to that earlier theme. The um, first is is a quote um, from a couple authors, Goffey and Jones, and and the tagline to their material is "Be yourself with more skill." And I'll tell you, <laughs> 20 years of doing professional leadership development and, you know, working with youth for many years prior to that, boy, when I saw that quote, that just boils it down. I mean, you talk about like five words that encompass a lifelong journey of of expanding, growing your leadership capacity. It's I spent many years of my life. To be someone else, right? Trying to be more of this and less of that, and more like this person and and less like that, and and trying to change who I am, type of mindset. Instead of coming to terms with, I need to be aware of and comfortable with and value who I am, right? So be yourself, right? I mean, those just those two words alone are incredibly powerful and incredibly challenging. But what I love is it doesn't stop there, right? Be yourself is kind of a selfish, um, self-centered, this is me if you don't like it tough, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. But be yourself with more skill. Now comes the challenge, right? So it's knowing who I am, my, my values and my strengths and my personality, but using all of that skillfully so that I can engage others and, and inspire others and align them, not according to who I have to be, but who you are as well. And so I want to reach out to you in a way that works for you. I want to skillfully use my strengths, right, and yet unskillfully modify my strengths where I need to. But I'm still being myself. And that mindset—it's a—it's an interesting um, shift. But it's primarily and so powerfully a shift in mindset from trying not trying to be someone else, but to be more skillful with who I am. Yeah. So that—that that is one. That's kind of the. The, that's the big one. And then under that comes study yourself, right? So number two, that self-awareness piece, you know, I, I talk about this all the time and I'm, it's true for me too. You know, of course I have core values. If I asked you, right, do you have core values, right? What, do you, what are your, you know, do you have values that you believe in? Well, of course I do. Well, what are they? Well, you know, um, family and, um, and uh, <laughs> excellence. And uh, I'm like making it up because I haven't really thought about it. Right. We know yeah. we we know we have things that we believe in, but we haven't really thought it through. Um, the strengths conversation is incredibly powerful. Uh, and, it, and thankfully, I think it's shifting tremendously in our culture. But but even even now, you ask someone, what are your strengths? Well, I have a Ph.D. in this and I have 10 years of experience in that. Well, those are great, but those are your qualifications. Right. <laughs> what are your strengths? What are your innate, inborn, natural capacities that you were born to use, that you were born to bring to the world, right? Uh, No idea. Because we don't talk about that. We talk about education. We talk about experience. We talk about technical skill. Strengths is a huge conversation and a big awareness piece. And then personality, just are you, do you get energized by interacting with people or do you get energized by working by yourself in a quiet, you know, private space? Just those little personality quirks that are so important to know about yourself. Yeah. And then the third one is studying others. Right. So be yourself with more skill. Study yourself and how you are at your best and then studying others and waking up. I mean, it was a huge wake up for me to realize, gee, not everyone operates the way I do. (laughs) So those are the three I would offer.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome, John. You know, thank you. So be yourself with more skill. Hmm. Study yourself and then study others. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. a complete overview of who you are as a leader. So that's mm. excellent. Um, do you have any closing comments or contact information you would like to give our audience?
1: Oh, Thanks, Jason. I, I mean, I just, um, you know, it's funny, I, the older I get, the more it becomes, um, comes back to what could otherwise sound like a platitude. But if, if you want to make the world a better place, you know, let me know how I can help. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's like, you can just see. I mean, it comes back to your question, earlier question about why is organizational leadership important? Well, why is societal leadership important? Why is global leadership important? It's like, as, as a global community. You know, are are we working to become more aligned and more um, and, and strengthen teamwork around the globe? Or is it more chaos and everyone's rowing in different directions? You know, mm. I don't care if you're a five person basketball team or a global community, it's the same point. Are, are people stepping up? Are we stepping up and contributing from wherever we can? Yeah. Right? It might be in your own neighborhood or it might be as a national level or it might be at the international level, but contributing leadership um, is an incredible calling at any level, in your family, right, all the way up to the, the global stage. Um, and so whatever, if you're interested in making the world a better place, let me know. And I, I would be thrilled to help in whatever way, shape, and form.
0: Very good. How can people contact you? Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty straightforward.
1: Uh, email is um, jr at com. And the website is uh, www.johnreardon.com. So if you've got my name, John Reardon, you can get in touch with me. <laughs> very
0: good. Very good. Very good. Yes, sir. Well, listen, John, it's definitely been an uh, absolute pleasure um, Thanks, listening Jason. to you um, and, you know, educating our audience on organizational leadership. Um, and, and you know how you know leading uh, organizations to success, mm-hmm. and of course, I really again uh, to reiterate love the uh, what leaders do with which is engage, inspire, and align. Mm-hmm. And your definition of leadership reminds me of uh, John C. Maxwell. You mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. when he says, you know, leadership is influence, nothing yes. more, nothing yep. less. Yep. You know, and he also says everything rises and falls on leaders. And I have conversations with people on a daily basis, you know, about, you know, certain issues or whatnot in organizations. But it all boils down to the leadership like mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. has to. And so, you know, thank you for for yes. uh, putting the, the nail in the coffin, if you will, um, yes. on that yes. point. So um, <laughs> you're always welcome uh, to, you know, to be a guest on this podcast uh, once again. And uh, yep. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcome you're looking for? Listen, let us help you. Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation so we can help you with all of your leadership development needs. Oh, Always remember, leadership is influence and service. Greetings, leaders, and thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast with my special guest, Mr. John Reardon, as we were discussing organizational success or organizational leadership success. And he gave us three excellent tips. Number one, be yourself, but with more skill. Be yourself, but with more skill. One thing I have learned is that better beats best right? Better beats best. What does that mean? That means that the person that's always striving to learn more, to self-improve, always has an opportunity to do greater work because their mindset is always of that of a student, which is as Carol DeWitt talks about growth mindset, right? So always be one that is striving to do better, right? So his, again, his first tip is to be yourself, authenticity. However, be yourself with more skill. Number two, his second tip was to study yourself. Study yourself. What does that mean? That means looking at your strengths as well as your weaknesses and how that impacts your company and how it reflects in the company's uh, KPIs, core values, and mission statement. Number three is to study others study others. Why? Well, again, that drives right back into tip number one that he gave, right? So you can study, you know, always improving yourself. There are always great examples of what to do and also what not to do. So thank you so much, Mr. Reardon. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to assist companies in developing the next generation leaders, right? Our uh, organization is designed to help to fill or build your leadership bench. So if you would like to have a discussion about that, please contact us via email info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com or you can call us 828-333-7234. You can follow this podcast on many platforms such as Apple, Google and Spotify using Jason A. Muhammad slash leadership is and also follow us on Twitter at leadership J and Facebook and Instagram is JM Leadership Development. And always remember leadership is influence and service.